the shows from our the after shlita to Hila Kadosha We've gathered here today for a CM Ashat Mishnayas Leilu Nishmas Harav Munk Zechatzadik Livrocha. Obviously, I didn't know Rav Munk personally. However, someone was kind enough to lend me the safer that was given out in his honor where they tried to write down and put down his life and his legacy and I must say that I was completely blown away by what I read and even though I didn't finish the book I'm still planning to finish it even though it's going to be after the drosha because I started reading it because I wanted to know what we're talking about but once I started I couldn't put it down from what I saw from what I read we were talking about a person that his whole life was Kehillah and this itself that we see that his B'nai HaKehillah which many still remember him but there are quite a few that don't remember him but they still make it a point to gather every year and make it see him in that in itself speaks volumes about the man but there is cloud there is a saying the Rav leaves, he's gone, next but here we see that that's not the case his legacy and his memory is very much alive and that in itself as we said speaks volumes about him but besides, we have to understand not only in this shul, not only in this Kehillah, but the entire Northwest London owes this man a tremendous gratitude because when he came, it was literally a midbar, it was literally a no man's land. And we see today what became of Northwest London, and in a very big way, it's his, to his credit. So I feel very honored and very privileged that I'm able to give a shir le'ilu nishmatsoi. So we'll see an Indian that's noigea for Pesach, the of Pesach is upon us, and we'll see Be'ezus Hashem what we can learn from all of this and how it's connected to Arab Munk Zaytasadik Levrocha. In Parsha's boy which is the Parsha of Pesach which part of it we read on this past Shabbos as a preparation for Pesach the Torah tells us V'hoya ki yoimru aleichem b'neichem moho avoido hazois lochem there will come a time says the Torah that your children will ask moho avoido hazois lochem what is this avoido all about? So the Torah says, the Amartan, you should tell your children, Zevach Pesach Ul Hashem, Asher Pesach Albatay Bnei Yisrael B'Mitzrayim, B'Nachpoyas Mitzrayim L'Zbateinu Hitzil. In other words, you should give them a synopsis of what went on, what is this whole Indian of bringing a carbon Pesach. And the Pesach finishes off in the same Pesach, Vayikoyt Ha'om Vayishtachavu. The Kval Yisrael, thanked Hashem and they bowed down to Hashem 
in gratitude. Rashi brings down that what is the Indian of Ayikoit Ma'on? Why do they feel it necessary after they were told that your children will ask you questions and the Torah is telling them what the answer should be? So Rashi says that the reason why Kali felt that they should give thanks to Hashem because obviously they were told that they would go into Eretz Yisrael and as well that because they were told that they would have children they felt gratitude and they thanked Hashem we find in the Mechilta an interesting Machloikis Benoigeya, this Indian, this Pasuk, these two Psukim of Ahoyakiyom Ralechem Benechem and Vamartem Zevachesach, the Mechilta says, Vahoyakiyom Ralechem Benechem, Besura Ra'a, Nizbastru Yisrael Ba'oysesha. That point when they heard the Vahoyakiyom Ralechem Benechem was terrible news for Klal Yisrael. Why? there's going to be a time that they will ask such a simple question what's carbon Pesach they won't know what carbon Pesach is all about the Yesh Oymrim says the Mechilta no that this was an excellent Basura, excellent news that they got that they will have children and grandchildren the Mepharshim asks that according to the Mechilta and what Rashi says Rashi goes according to one shot in the Mechilta that the reason why is because the Surah Sabonim that it was great news so they thank HaKadosh Baruch the question is According to the first pshat in the Mechilta, that is the Surah Ra Nizbatru, it was terrible news. Why is it The Mechilta doesn't explain that. Another kasha that the Mepharshim we all know that in the Haggadah we say, that in the Torah we find four different types of questions. And the Balagoda tells us that the Torah is talking about four different songs. One of them is Ben Harosha. Which one is the question of Ben Harosha? This postdoc. That is the Ben Harosha. So the Chayre, the Balagoda, is going according to the first pshat in the Mechilta. The Kasha is that when we look in the Haggadah, we have a totally different answer than what we see in the Torah. In the Torah, we see Vamartan Zebach Pesach, Hul Hashem, Ashapotach Avotah B'nai Yisrael, Bet Botainu Hitzel. In other words, we're engaging in a conversation with this question, uh, uh, as an answer to this question. In the Haggadah, we tell them, Babizos Hashem Li, Livaloi Loi, Ilohoi Shamohoi Amigol, and the Balagodah even adds, Af Ato Hakeyashino. So the question is, why is the Balagoda changing from what the Torah says? And what chat that Vahoyo Kiyom Aleichem Benechem 
Is it a Basura Toivo? Is it a Basura Ra? I heard a very starky Yisoyed from my Rosh Hashiva Rachpachman Zatzal. He always used to say that whenever we find in Chazal a contrast in the same puzzle that Mamash Menachotel Akotel, total polar opposite, is not shot that it's a steer. In other words, this Mechilta that is telling us that Vahoyuk Yomra Aleichem Benechem is either a Basura Ra or a Basura Toiva, Pashtas we learn it's two polar opposites. Either it's the best news or it's terrible news. He says that whenever we find such a type of thing in Chazal, both of them are in this puzzle, as we will explain. In order to explain what's going on here, I would like to be Magdim, a Rambam in South Hilchas Me'ila. The Rambam at the end of Hilchas Me'ila, after going through all the halachas of Me'ila, which are not easy halachas, the Mesechta is not an easy Mesechta, the Rambam finishes off with a very interesting Devar Agoda which we find sometimes that the Rambam can go into different things but there are at the end of Hilchus Negoim the Rambam speaks about Agoda at the end of Hilchus Tamura the Rambam has Agoda in, in Hilchus Me'ila which happens to be the last Sefer of Avoida which is the end of Avoida the end of, of Me'ila the Rambam goes into a very elaborate discussion and he says as well which means that whenever there's a mitzvah of the Tariyag mitzvah, a person should try to understand and to delve into the meaning of the Mitzvah mitzvah as much as is possible. He should try to understand the Tame However, says the Rambam, the Dover Shaloyim Tam, if he happens to chance upon a mitzvah that he cannot find a Tam, he can't understand the reason, he shouldn't be mazalzal in that mitzvah saying that since I don't understand the reason, this mitzvah is not for me. He uses the, the postage in, in Yisrael that he shouldn't he shouldn't regard it differently than any other mitzvah because he doesn't understand. Says the Rambam, In other words, when it comes to business and someone is trying to, 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 to offer you a business deal, if you don't understand it, don't go into it. Don't say, oh, I like this man and therefore I'm going to go into this business deal. No. But when it comes to Divrei Choyl, you have to understand it, Adasoyz, and if you don't, you don't do it. Says the Rambam, when it comes to Torah and Mitzvah, When it comes to Torah and Mitzvah, you have to try to understand, but if you don't understand, you don't say, okay, if I don't understand, it's not for me. No, you have to do it, even if you don't understand. And then the Rambam tries to be Madame at this whole thing to Me'ila. He's, the Rabban says, that you're not supposed to be moil behegdish. So ma in eitzim v'avonim v'ochov v'eitzer ki m'shenikra sheim adoyno oydom aleyam bidvarim bevadim skatshu. That we see that mundane thing that someone was magdish l'ashem. If after you were magdish l'ashem, 
Kol Hanoyeg Vehaminak Choyel Ma'alvo. If you're Noyeg Minak Choyel in something that you were Magdish, then that's the din of Meila. Says the Rambam, Vafilo Yeshoyeg Tzarech Kapora. Kalva Choymer says the Rambam Le Mitzvahs Shechok Aklonu Akadosh Baruch Hu, which is not something that became Kodesh because of what we decided. Shelo Yevayet Ha'Odam Bohen Mipnei Shelo Yedatam. In other words, the Rambam looks at this as Moel Bahegdish if someone does Torah and Mitzvahs only because he understands the Tam HaMitzvah. And the Rambam continues and he brings Psukim and he learns Pshat that we find in many, many Psukim in the Torah that there's an Indian of Ishmartan and a Din of Ha'asisan. We have it in, 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 in Parshat Kedoshim and in Amor. We have it in many times, we have it many times that the Torah uses a lotion of Shmartan and a lotion of Asisan. So Poshet Pshat, according to Rashi, one is to do the mitzvah and one is to learn about the mitzvah. The Rambam learns Pshat in Shmira, what a Shoimer Torah. Some is a Shoimer Torah mitzvah. The Rambam learns that Shmartan means that he holds it b'chashivus and he he's mechaber the Torah in such a way that even if he doesn't understand it, he understands that the Torah is much deeper and much greater than what he can understand. And if he doesn't understand, that, that doesn't puffer him from keeping the Torah. So that's what the Rambam explains. And then the Rambam goes into giving us examples of different mitzvahs which are cooking. And the Rambam uses a moshul of, let's say, for example, Chazir, Basar Bechalov, Egla Arufa, Paraduma, Sarya Mishtaleya. All these mitzvahs the Rambam says are not mitzvahs that we necessarily understand their reason. And the Rambam gives another example, the Rambam says, V'chol ha-karbono is kulon michlal ha-chukim hein. The karbonos, the parshas ha-karbonos, which we start learning this week, in parshas la-yikra, the Rambam uses an example that those are the mitzvahs of chukim, which we don't necessarily understand, and a person has to do them whether he understands it or not. Dachroinen asked Gavaldi Gekash on the Rambam. In this week's parsha in the Rambam, the Rambam has a whole discussion benoigeya the union of Karbon. and the Rambam discusses what's the time of bringing Karbonus, Why is there a mitzvah of bringing different Karbonus, as the Torah describes in Abokor, Menatzoim, Menatzovim, Menoizim? So the Rambam brings a time from the Rambam. He says, The Goyim, they were over, they worshipped Bokar Vatsoin. And the Ramam explains, Hamitrim Oidim Lutle. Tle was their thing, as Rashi says, that when Akadish Baruch told Kalisrol to take the 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 the, 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 the said what's going to be, Akadish said no, put tired by your bed, let them see that that was the beginning of the process of showing the Mitzrayim who's in charge. The Kazdim he says Oivdim Lashedim, the Kazdim which we, we were later by by Bovel, the 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 Kazdim were involved, so they're Oivdim Lashedim, Asheyirlam Kedemus Kedemus that's the Sawyer. The Anche Hoidu says the Rambam, Ad Hayoim says the Rambam, Lo Yishchatu Bakar Oilam. They will never shech a cow. And, and whoever has been to India knows that if you, if you see a cow on the road, 
you'll miss your appointment because no one budges, no one honks, and they just wait until the cow gets off the road, and then you can continue. Life grinds to a halt if there's a cow on the road. Why? Because the Anshe Hoizu says the Rambam, Adayoin, they, they worship the Bokta. So the Rambam says, Babur came, Siva Lishchat Eila Shloishamina. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I am going to show you that you have to check these three minim, Bokar, Tsoim, Se and Tle, Izim, L'Shem HaNechbot, K'day Sheyivoda Ki HaDovor Shehoyichoshven, what the Goyim thought, Ki Heim Betachlet HaAveira, Hu HaShiyakrivu LaVoyre. In other words, we're trying to prove to them and show to them that you're a bunch of Shoytim, you believe in all this nonsense, and Lamaisa, we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who created the world with the things that you feel is, is something that can be touched. That's the Rambam. So the Rambam says, he's very unhappy with this whole thing. And he says some sharp and shoyness, but the, 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 the Rambam says, it's impossible that the whole purpose of making a Mishkan and all the effort that went in is only Lahoitzi milibam shel reshoyim v'tip she'oylam. That's not the way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to try to disprove. Let them think what they think. Let them believe what they believe. So the, 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 the Rambam is choylik. And basically the Rambam says that it's Ishereach Nechoyach. It's the Shem Hashem. And then the Rambam brings that there's a, a tremendous soydus. Yesh Bekarbonos soyd Nelam. And there's a whole Rambam which you can look inside in Kapitol Aleph Kostuk Test in this week's Parshim. However, after learning this Rambam, we have a Gavaldi we have the Rambam in, in Hilchas Me'ila where the Rambam clearly says that Karbonus is Mikvala Chukim and here we have the Rambam who says, he brings the Rambam and the Rambam gives the Tan. So the Mufarshim explains this Indian as follows. And it goes very nicely with a story about a Chassidah Sherev. There's a story that they say about the Sanzaru who was known to be he was a from Tamida Bashemto, but as well he was a big Guan, he was a big Poisik. His chuvas, Abayoim, were very important chuvas in Dalit Kalkish Honorat. And there's even an interesting chuva where he writes, someone accused him of learning too much Kabbalah. So he said, You're right, I learned Kabbalah. I'm Oisik in Torah Hanister, but I do that when people sleep. In other words, I learn my full day, and then instead of sleeping when people sleep, I take off time to learn Kabbalah, but it's not on the cheshben of Nigla. My Nigla is like anyone else's, and besides that, I take off time to Torah Hanister. So they say a story about the Sanzarev, that he had a minig, and his children and grandchildren still have that minig, Adayon, that when they eat by the Shabbos table, they eat the eggs and the onions, that the Rebbe makes it himself. He prepares it himself by the table. And today you can see that they have, so some of his descendants have that many. So the story goes that uh, the Sons of Rebbe had many different people that came to him, to him for Shabbat. He had Misnagdin, he had uh, Rebbe that came, he had Rabbonin, he had many different people that came, he had a very big following. So the story goes that one Shabbat there was a Pesachasidish Rebbe that came from a different town. He came to spend Shabbos with the Sanzaru. And he saw this bizarre mimic that the Rebbe has Shamos and Gaboim. And all of a sudden, when it comes to eating this dish, they bring the, the, the whole egg and the whole onion and the oil and the Rebbe prepares it. So he asked, 
What's going on? He had so many gaboyim. Why are you doing it yourself? So he said, he went into a whole discussion of Pekabola, why there's an Indian to make the, the, the Amish people by, by the table. Okay. The next week, there was a yid from Deutschland that came to Tanzareva. He came to spend Shabbos and he enjoyed it very much. It came Shabbos morning to the, to the, to the Mitzvah and he sees this bizarre mimic and he asked the Rebbe the same question. So the Rebbe told him, you have no idea the taste of, the, the, of this dish, if you prepare it mamish right before you eat, that's the best tasting and therefore, I don't want to, to do it before, this is why I do it now. Okay. The third week, there was a Psarov from an Oberland city that came to, to Sanderu and he saw the same thing and he asked the same question. And the Rebbe said, I see halacha, and he went into a whole halacha discussion, why it's the, the most Ozgehausen uh, to do it by the table, there's so many shilas of Boyer and Tolkien and, and whatnot, Losh. So he said, I don't trust anyone, I don't want anyone to be Mishnah in, in, in Hilta Shabbos, I do it myself by the table. The Gabba, who was there the first week, and the second week, and the third week, he told the Rebbe when everyone, no one was there, he said, I don't understand. I've heard different reasons of why you do it. What, what, what's going on? Is this the reason? So the Rebbe says, listen. The real reason is between me and Akkadish Baruch. It's the time come I have my reason. That's no one's business. It's my own. It's private with me and Akkadish Baruch. If people want to know a reason, so for the Hasidic Rebbe, I told him a time which he understands, Ati Kabbalah. For the Zaychid, I told him a time, Ati Pashtus, Ati Balabatishkai. And for the Rav, I told him a, a, a time, Ati Halacha. In other words, Shat is, what's the time? There are Tamim. If we look in Indian of Mitzvahs, we know what's the epitome of a Mitzvah that doesn't have a time? Shatmah. If you look in the Rambam, in Sefer HaMoira, the Rambam gives the time for Shatmah. And the Chinuch brings it down. What's the time for Shatmah? The time for Shatmah is that the first fight, the first Ritzich in the world, was because of Shatmah, Kain and Hevel, Sarkozy said, "I don't want them to be together ever again. Therefore, we keep the the, the, the what Kain brought and what Hevel brought, the Pishton and the Tzoyin. I keep it separate. But does that mean that that's the whole reason? That's also a reason. You want to know a reason? In other words, you want to do mitzvahs. And doing mitzvahs, if you know a reason, it enhances the kimatur of mitzvahs. And actually, if you look in the Rambam in Sotilchus Tamura." The Rambam says, Roy the other mitzvah time, wherever he can, he should give a time for mitzvahs. Why? Because giving a time for mitzvahs enhances the key of my mitzvahs. The only question is, is the time the reason for doing the mitzvahs? Or do we do the mitzvahs anyway? But, why not have a time? There's the famous shot, which they say, many say it, but they say it from the Neu Yehuda. We say, in, in, in Ashkenaz, we say it only on Shabbat. And then we say, So the question is, shouldn't we say first, And then, you want to know, I'll give you an answer, Why do we start with first, and then we say, Because when we say, we're not asking because we need an answer. Because if someone needs an answer, first we establish, Regardless, now that we know Enkelokeinu, okay, we can say Mikelokeinu. There used to be a vertical, 
that they used to say in the Olam HaYeshivas, they used to say that usually the Neitoira, before they go to sleep, they take a Sefer to bed and they fall asleep in, in, in the middle of learning the Sefer. So they used to say that one, one is not supposed to take an Alshech to bed. Because the Alshech style is, he asks 10 kashas or 15 kashas and then he gives one big answer to answer all the kashas. But what's going to happen if someone falls asleep by the kashas before he gets to the terrace? Then Chazashalmi can become an Apikoyim. So Shat is that the attitude has to be, we have answers. And then we can start asking questions. But if we start asking questions and Chazashalmi, we stay with the questions, that's where the problem is. Rabbi Sizalma Melzer, on this Shtichel Rambam, Hilchas Me'ilah, he writes beautifully and he brings out a very stark in the Kudra. He asks the Kasha, which all the Mepharshim ask, what is the difference between the Shal of Ben Harosha and the Shal of Ben Achotha? Right, the classical Kasha. If you look in the Agoda, the, the, the Ben Achotha says, and he is the Chokhan. And what does the Rosh say? It's almost the same. Some say that he didn't say Shem Hashem. He says Ashatib Hashem Alekeinu. And he doesn't say, but basically he is saying, And he is saying, the Shaila is almost the same. So the question is, why is he the Ben Achotam? And why does he deserve an answer? And why is the other one the Ben Arashah? So the Ebon Ozel explains, he brings the story, he doesn't say from whom, but it's the story that they say for Reb Chaim Britzker. Reb Chaim Britzker had a Talmud that unfortunately became an Apikoyrus and he completely left Yiddishkeit. And they didn't see each other for many, many years. After many years, Reb Chaim happened to be in St. Petersburg. He was in a different place. And he was there with his Talmudim. And he met, he bumped into this Talmud, this former Talmud. And this former Talmud felt very uncomfortable that, uh, you know, he's meeting his former Rebbe and, and he looks the way he looks. So he told his Rebbe, I have many kashas on Yiddishkeit, I have many kashas on Emuna, And he started presenting his kashas. Reb Chaim didn't answer, he didn't say anything, he listened to him and he, 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 went, he, he, he went on. The Talmudim who were with him said, Rebbe, we never saw you stumped for an answer. In other words, why, why didn't you answer him? So Reb Chaim said, Akasha deserves a terrorist. Akasha you can give a terrorist on, but for a terrorist you can't give a terrorist. In other words, <laughs> even though he presented it as Akasha, and even though he said he has kashas on Emunah, he has kashas on, 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 on the Rebbein Shalom, but really he wasn't kashas. This was his way of explaining himself why he is doing the, what he's doing and why he's behaving the way he's behaving. So how can I give him a, a, a tarot on his tarot? This is his tarot. So Rabbi Tzalman explains that basically the chilik between the Ben HaKocham and the Ben Rosha is not in what they're saying. Because in what they're saying, you can, both of them uh, can be the same thing. The chilik is only how and for what the kasha is at. The Ben HaKocham says, because he actually wants to know. And he's interested. And he wants to hear an answer. And when is he asking the kasha? 
He's asking the Kasha why he's doing Karban Pesach. He is busy with Karban Pesach and he's together with his father and he says, Tati, why? So the Agoda says, give him an answer. The Ben Rosha, when is he asking the question? Not why he's engaged and busy with Karban Pesach. He's standing on the side doing nothing and he says, So Pshat is that it's not the question. It's something which the Balagoda tells us based on the Torah that there is such a concept. Now that we understand this Indian, we understand another thing. That who is the one to decide who is the Ben Achacham and who is the Ben Arash? In other words, as we explained, that from the actual Psukim, from the actual Nusach Apostle, there's no difference. That is why the Baragoda says, Keneged Arba In other words, the Torah is telling us that this is a fact. Unfortunately, this is a fact that there is a Ben Arosha. And that's a fact that, 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 that's part of life. But it's not up to us to decide that he is a Ben Arosha. Because from the question that's asked, you can have the same question asked and he can be a Ben Achachon. So this is where it's very dangerous where if a parent is the one who decides that this is a Ben Achacham, this is Ben Arosha, and a parent decides to write off one of his children off, there's no hope, this is the problem. So now we can understand what the Machilta is saying. The Machilta is saying, which by the way happens to be the Shalot Ben Achacham in the Hagod. But a father can decide, what? My son is asking, So he, the father decides that this is a Ben Arashah. That's what the Mechilta is saying. Which means this question, the same question, can be Basura Ra and it can be Basura Toiva. Who does it depend on? It depends on us. As parents, it depends how we take it. Because there's nothing wrong if a child asks a question. There are and there were times where the attitude was, if a child asks a question, you know, sometimes you know, they were shoved away, they were pushed away. But the results that it brings is terrible results because the child feels that you're not answering him properly, that means you're hiding something. You don't have what to answer. And they're not expecting some who knows what. They want a simple answer. So the Torah is saying, even when it's Mo'avoyda Avoyz Lachem, we ask the Kasha that Lachoyra in, in the Balagoda Mo'avoyda Avoyz Lachem is Shavas Harosho, and the answer is a different answer, and here in the Torah we're saying, that is because it's up to the Father. If you take your child that's asking Mo'avoyda Avoyz Lachem, and you answer him, you will see that with time you will have a reason. It takes time. Sometimes it's an investment. Sometimes it can take years. But the, 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 uh, no parent has a right to write off their child. If it, some children like to ask questions. Some children are open-minded. Some children are not the, 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 the in the box, so to speak, that you just tell them this is the way it is and, and they just follow because you said so. Some children want to know and they want to understand. So the Torah is telling us here that when a child asks there are two ways and two attitudes that a father can have. Yes, Shomrim, 
The Surah Rome is Bakhtur. That what? I see the Torah Shetishtakis. Who's asking Mu'avoid Azayt Lachem? The Ben Arosha. But it's not up to us to decide. Our job is Amartan Zebach Pesach. Yes, the Balagoda tells us there is a Ben Arosha. And unfortunately, Klal Yisrael had Mumrim. And Klal Yisrael had Mishumadim. And Klal Yisrael had people that, that went off and we never saw them again. But that's Dibra Torah. That's up to the Torah to decide that Keneged Arba Abonim. And the Balagoda says, I will tell you that Ma'avon is the Ben Arosha, and Hitaka deserves a different answer which doesn't say in the Torah. But here in the Torah, when we're learning, and, and, and we learn the Apostles, we have here two options. You have an option of the Surah Ra. You have an option of the Surah Torah, as we explained, it's the same thing. It's not two different things. It's not two different shifts. It's the same thing. This question, a father can take it as a Surah Ra, and say, oh, my child, he's a writer. Or a father can say, Basura Toiva, what's the Basura Toiva? Shiyulahem Bonim Ubnei Bonim. You think that having Bonim Ubnei Bonim is means automatic that they're going to be Oskim Batoiva with Mitzvah? You have to put in Koichas. It doesn't say in the Mechilta that the Basura Toiva is they're going to have Bonim Ubnei Bonim Oskim Batoiva with Mitzvah. That's part of the mirror. That's only if a person puts in Koichas. If we put in koiches in the bonim of an ebonim, we can be zoichet to see oiskibatoyevamitzvah. But no one should think that just because we have children, that those children are going to grow automatically like the mushrooms without looking at it and, and just grow wild. It doesn't happen that way. In order for children to grow and to become oiskibatoyevamitzvah, they, they have to be cultivated, they have to be cared for, they have to be looked at, and we have to give them the attention. Especially when it comes to the union of, of Pesach. The answer of Pesach is such that a, a, a father has a koyak to give over to his children the Messiah and, and to give over the Varmkite and to give over a certain Torah Shabbatah. There's the famous story that they say about the Rambam. The Rambam, if you look in the Sefer Hayab, the Rambam has the Nusach HaHagodah. He has the Seder HaGodah. And the story goes that the son of the Rambam, Rabbi Roman Rambam, he said that his father used to be married in the Sipri Sias Mitzrayim for hours and hours. So the kasha is, if the Rambam wrote down what he's supposed to say by the Seder, why didn't the Rambam write down everything else that he said? Why is the Rambam only writing a minimum of what we've seen in our Haggadah? So the terrace is, there's a certain part of Seder night which is only Torah about that. You can't write it down. How could you write down a feeling? How could you write down when you give over Dvorim Ayoysim and Aleyh? You can't write that down. That's something that's spontaneous. That's something that comes from the father's heart to the child's heart. And if Dvorim Ayoysim and Aleyh, Nechmasim and Aleyh. But if the child sees that all the father is busy with to have the Knebach already, then he's missing the whole boat. That's not what the point is of Seder night. The point of Seder night is not to just finish it off and, 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 and have a race that tomorrow morning in shul you can say what time I finish, what time you finish. That's not the point of Seder night. The point of Seder night is that the father who's busy all year round and he doesn't have time, he sits down with Yishav Hadas and he, he, he listens to his children and, and, and he opens his ears and then he opens his heart and he explains to them and he gives them over the Yisrodes of Amunah. That is the, the union of, of Pesach. 
And that is something that we have to understand. And this is what the Torah is teaching us. The Torah is teaching us, Do we like this question? No, we don't like this question. It's not a question that we want to hear. Why is he asking, But Chazal tell us, you should know, it's up to you. Yes, yes, Omrim, the first shot in the Mechilt is the Surah Ra. It's, it's not a Gishmaki question to hear. But yes, Omrim, no, you should understand it's a Basura Toiva. Why? Because you have children. Baruch Hashem, you have children. Invest in them. Put in Koichas in them. And then you will see, as we said, why doesn't the Mechilta give a shot of according to the Basura Ra? The terrace is because you can make it into the Surah Toiva. It's up to us that we can change it around. We, we hear the question, and our father shouldn't be embarrassed that he doesn't have an answer, he should go to people that do have an answer. Today there are so many good organizations that are oistic in these things. And uh, I've had a lot of experiences with different schools. Some schools have a shit that if a child asks such a kind of a question, it's taboo. And it's not, we don't speak about it. And the teacher tells the child, I'm sorry, we don't ask such questions. But that's wrong. Because what, what do you think the child comes away with? The child comes away with that you're a bunch of hypocrites. And then the, the next thing they do is, is, is who knows what happens. But if, if the teacher doesn't know, so ask. There are organizations, people that have dedicated their time. There's an imam and there's different types of organizations that they have answers. And I, I've spoken to these people. The answers are not Einstein theories. They're not who knows what. Simple, very simple. And, and the child hears it and understands it and wants it. That's what they want to hear. So basically, this is the message that we have to leave here tonight. That we have to understand that yes, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us children, and sometimes they're, they're challenges, and this is part of how they grow and how they become, and this is what the Torah is telling us that we are able to change around the inning of the Basura Ra into the Basura Toiva, and then we have a reason for the Yikad Ram Having said that, I think that if we want to capitalize what Rav Mung Zatal was all about, as much as from the bits that I read, Rav Mung put in, he had a tremendous vision. His vision was that the union of Chinech HaBonim VaHabonim was so dear to him and, and so important to him and, and he wanted to cover the whole wide spectrum of the community. In other words, even those that some would call less or whatever you want to call it, the names that we have today, but the Nakuda is, his approach was which means no one should be left behind. No child should be left out. And because of that, we can say that in Wasaka we see the tremendous amount of children that go to Jewish school, which is, I think, according to, to the, the people who know, they told me it's almost 40,000 Jewish children going to school in, in London which means that it, these are numbers that I'm not used to from Canada, we don't have those numbers, and there are more Yidin in Canada than there are in London. We're talking about uh, Yidin, people that call themselves Yidin, but I don't think that the numbers of, of, of children going to school is maybe 25% of what they have here. So we see that based on the foundation, what it was, it, it was based on, you see that they were Maksliach in that thing. Because at the end of the day, those children that go to these schools, not all of them will sit by a Seder, and not all of them will be Shoy Matera 
but they all have a chance to, and sooner or later, they also somehow, because they know and they've been there, and there is a strong chance for them to become part of the Shomer Torah Mitzvah. So, Akadosh Baruch Hashem helps us that in the course of Harav Mungzei we should understand what it is on us about Chinuch Habonim Vahabonos, and we should take the, the children that, that ask challenging questions, we should take it the way we're supposed to, and the Ezeh Hashem will be Zoycha, that it's going to be the Indian of Vahoyo. Because the, we know that Chazal tell us Vahoyo is a Lashem Simcha. And the question is, why is it that if we say the Surah Rom is Basru, why does the Torah say Vahoyo Kiyom Ralechem? The terrace is because ultimately it is a symptom. Because if a father is masliach to, to, to impress upon his child and, and, and to turn a child around, then that's the biggest simcha, and that is the reason for the yikat haom vayishtachavu, and we should all be zorichat to see nachas from our children and grandchildren, and we should all be able to be mechan of them, and we should have vizakeinu liroz bonim uvnei bonim oiskim ba poiroi v'mitzvot al Yisrael shalom. Amen. Amen. Amen.